welcome to the Start Me Up podcast, part of the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. I'm Kimberly Fully Vaccinated Johnson in D.C. Today, my guest is Christopher Boozy. He's a serial entrepreneur, software engineer, political maven, and he is the founder and CEO of Bot Sentinel. It's a free platform developed to detect and track troll bots and untrustworthy Twitter accounts. Christopher is such an interesting character on Twitter. I cannot wait to talk to him. But before I do... I do try to keep these intros short. I have a tier on Patreon, though, that allows listeners to listen ad-free and with a much shorter intro. The Start Me Up podcast is an independent podcast supported by listeners and it's woman-run. It's patrons who keep the show going, and I'm so grateful. If you do enjoy today's show, take a look at the About page, check out some of my past guests. Most of the time, I talk to political people. Sometimes I talk to actors, because I used to be one. But just visit patreon.com slash startmeup. I do two free shows a week on Mondays and Wednesdays, And they're followed up by the What's Up show, which is just me alone talking about whatever I feel like, kind of like an online diary. I also do one patrons only show with a guest once a month. Just check out the variety of tier options at patreon.com slash start me up. You can make a one time donation by checking out the text in the Patreon description. I've included a link that makes it easy to donate through PayPal. You can find Start Me Up on iTunes, Stitcher and wherever podcasts are found. Just stop by the iTunes app, Apple Podcast Store, become a subscriber. It's free. And while you're there if you like the show please rate it and leave a review i would really appreciate it now please enjoy my conversation with christopher boozy welcome to the show christopher hi kimberly how are you thanks for inviting me oh well first of all i'm just so excited to have you i have been your fan and watching your stuff for some time now and i mean obviously my my listeners are going to get to know you here today from what i know of you on twitter uh you're very entertaining you're an interesting character and i love your biting wit I love how um, when something happens to like Matt Gates or something that's bad, you'll say whoopsie doodle or whoops. What do you say? Whoopsie doozle or whoopsie doodle. <laughs> whoopsie doodle. Yeah. <laughs> it makes me laugh. And, you know, and we're going to talk about Candace Owens and Ryan Knight and all that good stuff. But first, um, you know, and I did say in the intro, you are the CEO and founder of Bot Sentinel. But before we talk about that, because that's so super cool, just fill us in with your background. Tell us who you are. What are you all about? Right. Oh, man. Background. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, on my profile, you know, I tell everyone I started coding at, you know, nine years old. Wow. Yeah. But, you know, it's it's not, believe it or not, it's not that impressive. Um, <laughs> it's, it's not because so how, how that all came about. And I do that is a tribute to my mom. Um, she 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 worked for um a telecom company. She worked for Verizon before it was Verizon and Mm -hmm. she worked with computers and she knew where it was going. Mm -hmm. Um, before, you know, a a lot of people really understood just how powerful computers were going to be. And she felt at that time, that would be a perfect way for her son. I'm I'm the only child, um, (laughs) to have a shot, you know, to have a shot at a, at a decent career. So she purchased me, um, a Mattel Aquarius computer. (laughs) You know, well, for for me, it was probably the most amazing thing ever. But, um, you know, it was just something basic. And she felt if if I would take to it and learn how to use it, then hopefully one day, you know, I would end up doing something with computers. She didn't, you know, have an idea what, but, you know, that was her her plan. And um, so I just started teaching myself coding, um, you know, before, yeah, be- this is really before, obviously, the internet was accessible to, to most people. Um, so I would get stuff from, like, Radio Shack, and, and I think it was, like, the Daily News um, that used to help. Uh, yeah, it was the Daily New York Daily News that would um, have, like, snippets of code and stuff like that. And I would just literally just sit there and just copy it, you know, to type it out on these really crappy keys um, on this keyboard because <laughs> it was just like an all-in-one computer. Yeah. Um, it, it was I can't say it was a toy because it wasn't a toy, but nothing obviously like what we have today. Right. Yeah. Um, and then that started me on my path. And then in my in my early 20s, I started releasing uh, like shareware programs. That, uh, you know, I was in love with encryption and I was doing like a lot of security apps and stuff like that. And then in 2006, uh, it was my early 30s, um, this company called AvonQuest, um, some of your viewers may have heard of them, um, but they, they're really big in Europe. Uh, they're a software publishing company. They ended up inqu- acquiring one of my products. Mm-hmm. So wow. that was like like my biggest, yeah. my first uh 
uh, acquisition. Of course, you know, I'm excited. You know, yeah. this is the first time. <laughs> um, and that just set me on my path to just do other projects. And um, we ended up, you know, here now with, with, with Bot Sentinel. Yeah. So it, it's been an interesting wow. ride. That, I mean, nine years old. That is impressive. I don't care what you say. I'm impressed because I would have never been able to figure it. I'm so, that is so not my brain. So yes, it's extremely impressive. So tell us about Bot Sentinel. I did, like I said, I did a brief description, but I want you to really get into it. Okay. Um, so, so quickly, so we can get into the really juicy stuff. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> so yeah, I, I launched Bot Sentinel um, in 2018, I was working on it roughly a year and some change before that. And this was after the presidential election. Cause you know, you had everyone on Twitter calling each other a bot. Yeah. And there were, in my opinion, um, they, they, there just wasn't enough tools out there that were effective enough to help people distinguish between quote unquote bots and people who are just disagreeing with them. Cause every mm -hmm. time someone disagreed with them, you know, you're a bot or, you know, you're, <laughs> right. you're a troll account. Yeah. <laughs> and I just thought that wasn't productive enough. Yeah. Um, so I started working on this, this project. Um, and I had some experience in the past with machine learning and artificial, artificial intelligence. And, um, and, and these were like little side projects where I would just do experiments and do research. And I felt this would be the perfect opportunity now to have something uh, for the public. Mm -hmm. So like I said, I worked on it for approximately a year. And then in 2018, I, I launched it. Um, so the, the premise behind Bot Sentinel, um, it's, it's a couple of things. So it's, it's sort of kind of like a, a credit score in a mm -hmm. sense. Oh, okay, yeah. the, you're right, the easiest way to, to explain it for um, Twitter accounts, mm -hmm. and, and, and it can be used for any type of social media account, mm -hmm. really. But, but right now, we're focusing on Twitter. Um, and you have, uh, obviously, a normal rating, uh, satisfactory, disruptive, and problematic. Problematic, hmm. obviously, being the worst, yeah. uh, worst of the worst. Right. And and the name bot symbol is a bit deceiving as well, because we just don't rate, quote unquote, bots. They're just, you know, troll accounts, mm -hmm. you know, accounts that are spreading anti-Semitic stuff or anti-LGBTQ stuff. Um, and, you know, these are the, like the worst of the worst accounts. Yeah. So the, the point or the premise behind it is that once you rate these accounts and individuals are able to see, you know, you know average users are able to see this, then they know who they want to engage with or who they just want to avoid completely mm -hmm. or even who they would like to report to Twitter because that's what makes the platform effective mm -hmm. is that you know okay you see this problematic a problematic account you're able to then report it to twitter and more than likely if they're breaking twitter rules they'll be suspended mm -hmm. um so yeah so over time um you know it's obviously evolved and because of the user feedback we're able to add features or tweak the little things and um so now from the time that i launched it to today it has evolved to to you know, do a quite, a, you know, quite a few things. Mm -hmm. um, so like just really quickly. So for example, um, if you are someone who is a celebrity or you are a politician or a journalist, so someone just with a large following and every now and then you're attacked by people, we have the auto blocker and everything mm -hmm. is free. Mm -hmm. Everything is free. Okay. And, and with the auto blocker, you know, it, it uses obviously the bot sentinel algorithm to determine which accounts are problematic or whatever, but you can also set it to block accounts that are brand new. Because a lot of times when you're being swarmed by these accounts and they're attacking you, people people would create multiple accounts quickly right. to just jump, you know, to swarm you and say yeah. some of the nastiest things. So you could block accounts based on when they were created. Uh, keywords in their profile. So if they if they have you know MAGA, I don't right. know, twenty twenty two or twenty twenty four or whatever, you can block accounts based on that. So that tool is really helpful for people who are just constantly attacked. Well, that's um, really I didn't know that. Wait, I just want to go back a little bit. So let's say sure. I'm getting attacked. So I visit yeah. botsentinel.com and and mm -hmm. there is a place for me to go that I can like you're saying, enter in keywords or whatever it is. Now, could mm -hmm. it also be words that they would be tweeting at somebody? Yes, you can do that as well. Uh, we we caution that because, like, for example, if you put in the word the, oh, right. yes. everybody will get blocked. <laughs> right. So yeah. we caution that because, the, see, with the auto blocker, 
it's it's literally it's it's taking everything uh, you know literally so it's not going off a of sentiment so for example if you have a follower right. let's say you have maga just maga by mm-hmm. itself as a keyword mm-hmm. that will automatically block someone if they tweet that so someone may gotcha. tweet that yeah. you know you, you know i i hate maga right or i think maga is stupid they will get blocked yes you know so you want to be really careful with the um you know just the tweet keywords but the profile keywords is a lot more you know, it's it's a little bit more forgiving because right. if someone has, for example, MAGA, you know, 2022 or MAGA 2024 mm-hmm. in their profile, you're probably not going to want to engage with this person <laughs> yeah. or, you know, I love QAnon or right. something crazy like that. Um, yeah. So and, and you can also block accounts based on their you know, profile image as well. Mm-hmm. So if they're not if they don't have an image, for example, uh-huh. and it's a fairly new account. You can block it, and it will also automatically hide replies from those accounts as well. Wow. That's really cool. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) So what else does it do? What else can you do with bot? I mean, so now let me ask you this. Let's say you've got somebody who's arguing with you, and can I put their name in, and then that's when I find out if they're problematic or the different levels that you've got? Yes. So we we also have – so we have obviously um, an iOS and an Android app and then browser extensions. So some people, they just go to the website and they enter, you know, a handle in and they get the score. Uh, but other people use the, um, the, the apps or the browser extension because they get that information in real time. Hmm. Um, so, so when you are like engaging with someone, if they have already been scanned using our analyzer, mm-hmm. um, their score will show up you know, right underneath their Twitter handle. Oh, I see. In okay. real time. Yeah. Right. So you're able, so pretty much wow. when you're like interacting with people and you're, you're tweeting at people, you can see their scores without having to constantly manually enter, enter it in. Um, oh, so see. that helps because it kind of cuts down obviously on time, mm-hmm. but you also get an idea of who's replying to you. So if you, for whatever, get into a Twitter battle with someone and then all of a sudden you, you have these toxic trolls jumping mm-hmm. in and saying some of the nasty stuff, you can see, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, this is, this is just a bunch of garbage accounts saying a yeah. bunch of garbage things and you're just getting it in real time. Wow. So, I, so did you yeah. did you put me through Bot Sentinel before you agreed to be on my show? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, someone already had because I was able to see your score. So someone did Interesting. already. Someone um, thought some I was point. a bot? That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> no, I think I think sometimes people just want to see what other people's scores are. Right. Uh, yeah. They they probably knew you were not a quote-unquote bot because right. I, I really hate the term bot, believe yeah. it or not, even though it's called bots. And I like, I like right. more like inauthentic accounts or mm-hmm. toxic trolls because when people say bots they automatically just think automatic accounts or you know robot accounts or whatever right it's it, it classifies more than that it really looks for you know i hate to say this but you know garbage behavior yeah you know, people acting like just complete assholes um but there is another component behind it and obviously for researchers um you know we have tools to help them with coordinated you know, disinformation or coordinated attacks. Um, Because a lot of time there's a correlation between, you know, the toxicity and and, and people just saying some of the craziest things Mm -hmm. and, you know, coordination behind it. You know, when, for example, um, obviously when uh, COVID first hit the scene, Mm -hmm. you had a lot of disinformation. Oh, yeah. You, you know this. I, I think anyone that was on social media mm-hmm. you know, were able to see this. And we were able, using our tools and stuff, to kind of like map this out and show how many of these accounts that were pretty much spreading and, and amplifying the same messaging were coordinating together. Mm-hmm. Where, you know, and so, you know, Bot Signal has many uses. We, we call it like a Swiss Army knife for, wow. for, quote, yeah, for, for inauthentic <laughs> accounts and toxic trolls and all that stuff. That's really cool. I could have used, I was attacked by the right in 2018, and I'm not even going to get into it, but I mean, I was on the cover of every freaking right-wing paper and website there was, and it was just, it was not fun, and it would have been nice to be able to just block everybody who was going after me. But yeah, that's really cool. So is are, are you improve like are you moving forward are you doing things are you constantly improving it and updating it and finding new ways to uh to use it 
Yes. Um, you know, what we're working on now, I mean, it's there, um, but we're improving it. So as you know, look, it's not all about fake accounts. Mm -hmm. Legitimate people tweet some of the most mm -hmm. craziest disinformation and yeah. misinformation. Um, so something else that Bot Sentinel uh, does, but we're improving it, is being able to identify and tag tweets that are inaccurate. So people know... Like, for example, if they see, um, I don't know, um, bleach cures COVID, or it's now <laughs> a new study that shows that the vaccines don't work, you know, something right. that's just completely off the wall, but that's coming from even a blue check mark, you know, mm -hmm. a quote unquote trusted source, um, Bot Sentinel will be able to tag that tweet and pretty much let you know that it's inaccurate. Oh, that's really um, cool. Yeah. That's awesome. So, okay, you know, in your in your bio that I found, uh, one of the things that you are is a political maven. <laughs> <laughs> so I just want to know a little bit more about that. And I mean, I'll just tell you really briefly, um, I started getting into politics around 2000 because of the hanging Chad thing. And okay. it was, you know, a slow and steady until uh, Rush Limbaugh called Sandra Flick a slut and demanded to see her sex tape because she wanted the, you know, religious schools to cover birth control or, you know, for insurance. And that's when I kind of like jumped in and became a big mouth, uh, you know, I don't know what, what you would call me, just a, a pundit. I don't know if I'm a pundit, whatever. I Now I'm a podcaster, <laughs> but I used to write a lot and I would blog and stuff like that. And so that was like kind of my thing. What's What's been your political journey? Wow. I mean, it started really uh, at a young age with my grandmother and my mother, um, them just watching the news. Mm -hmm. um, uh, it, it wasn't um, cable news at that time. It was just, you know, local news and reading mm -hmm. the newspaper. So I've, I've always sort of kind of been into politics. But l like you, I would say I really started like really focusing on politics the early 2000s. Mm -hmm. um, and my journey, in my journey uh, through politics uh, or with politics or whatever, has um, obviously it's it's evolved. I, mm -hmm. I mean, I've always been a Democrat. Mm -hmm. I, I don't hide that. Yeah. Um, I, I think I'm I'm pretty progressive. Mm -hmm. um, but you know, over I would say over the last maybe eight years, I would say I've been really. Um, active in mm -hmm. terms of donating, um, being really vocal about it. Cause I felt like, especially in the last four years, um, I just feel and felt like Democrats needed as much help as possible, mm -hmm. but also yes. <laughs> that our, our democracy in, yeah. in this country just needed as many voices as yeah. possible. Um, so yeah, and and it kind of it shoots me in the foot in a little bit because of what I do. So you know, the platform itself is, it's 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 not political. It's you know, it's we're nonpartisan, right? Um, apolitical, and but you have people that say like, are you targeting far left people? Are you targeting MAGA people? Mm -hmm. And it's not, obviously it's not true. Um, the algorithm and the classification model wasn't designed to do that, but you know, people believe that. Mm -hmm. So when I am being pretty vocal, you know, people are like, Hey, see, look, this guy, yeah. you know, he's saying this stuff, then this, you know, you can't take him seriously because, you know, he's talking about Matt Gates or he's talking about this person or that, but it's just not true. But, you know, people believe what they want to believe. But, um, yeah, yeah so it, I, I would say my, my journey is sort of similar to yours. Mm -hmm. So as each year goes by, I find myself just being more and more politically active. So you're like, a, you're a liberal slut like me. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, you can, I guess you can say that. Well, you know, I it's funny because, and my listeners know this, but in 2012, after I had written, I wrote an open letter to Rush Limbaugh from a liberal slut. And then, um, and that's pretty much what launched me into blogging, like real blogging, political blogging, I should say. But then I was asked to be the spokesperson for Rock the Slut Vote. And the whole idea was like, you know, they're, the Republicans want to call us sluts because women like sex or we use birth control or whatever. And so we're just like, well, if if that's what you're going to call us, we're going to retake that name. We're going to reclaim that name. And um, that's I've always looked at it that way. And it's it was, you know, funny because, like I said, obviously I followed politics. I started kind of with 
uh, my mother has always been political and she was freaking out the entire Bush pregnancy. Uh, pregnancy uh, presidency (laughs) (laughs) she just like was freaking out and you know I mean at that time uh, I mean we were online and everything but she was there was no Facebook or anything like that there wasn't any social media page there was chat rooms and stuff but she would send emails all the time and she was always warning everybody and then fortunately then we had Barack Obama you know and then uh, I guess it was like it was amazing because we had this this man who, I, you know, no matter what you think of him, like politically in the job he's in, he's such an amazing person, and right. he, I thought he was an incredible president. But at the same, like, you know, what happened is clearly he pissed off all those white supremacists and racists, and we saw the Tea Party and and then Trump, and it's just it's so upsetting. But yeah, I mean, as far as the political journey goes and all of that, I think that. You know, it sounds like you're a little bit younger than me. I'm going to be 53 in July. Um, I think for people in Gen X, I can't speak for other generations, but it's like the the 2000 election was definitely very interesting and got attention because I was never political. I just I didn't. I used to be an actor and then I went into sales and I just didn't care. My mother talked about it and I would listen to her and she was always a political junkie, always a Democrat, always a liberal. And um, so I kind of had a basic understanding about what was happening but um you know it was really the 2000 like i said and then oh my god and then what really sucked me in was sarah palin because she scared the (laughs) shit out of me i was terrified of her and so grateful that barack obama won and now you know it's interesting um how everything has the direction that everything is taking and i i do want to ask you um about you know, I know on, um, well, actually, I think maybe we'll just go there right now. Um, you've been going after Candace Owens, and she is a terrible human being. <laughs> and from my understanding, she used to be a liberal blogger. But um, talk to most liberal bloggers, and you find out you don't make a very good living. So now she's working for the right. And I'm just wondering what your opinion is of her, like in the overall sense, because the things that she says are just ridiculous. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. I know. Uh, yeah. Uh, so um, paid actor mm-hmm. uh, is, is first that comes to mind. Yeah. Um, she has flipped and flopped and morphed herself into so many different things. Um, Grifter mm-hmm. comes to mind. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm just going to just be straight up with you. Um, yeah. You know, I, I believe people do evolve, and sometimes you may hold a position, and you may change that position. You may not be for gay marriage, and but then over time you realize, you know, something. You know, I I, I don't know what I was thinking. I'm for it now. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. I can understand why this is this is important. Um, and that was Obama, for example. Mm-hmm. So you can, over time, see the errors, error in your ways and, and involve. Yeah. And uh, obviously, you can be a, a liberal and, and just start thinking to yourself, you know what, this is not for me. I think mm-hmm. I'm more conservative and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So I don't fault anyone for you know, changing their views on things. Um, God knows I, I have mm-hmm. on, on certain you know, certain issues. But, <laughs> however, <Yeah. laughs> um, when you have someone that is constantly tweeting out false information and just straight up lies and they're profiting off of that mm-hmm. or they're profiting off of division and, mm-hmm. um, you know, sowing discord and stuff like that. Then you have to ask yourself, well, you know, what's their ulterior motive here? Mm-hmm. You know, is it money? You know, is someone, is someone paying this person to say these things? Uh, you know, are they doing this for attention? And that's, and that's Candace Owens yeah. right there. Um, and you know, I don't know how much your listeners know about her, but um, in in 2007, it was sometime in 2007, uh, you know, she alleged uh, classmates, uh, white classmates, mm-hmm. um, left her threatening voicemails or threatening voicemail, and you know, used you know racial uh, slurs and profanity and whatever, mm-hmm. and. She ended up somehow having the NAACP um, get behind her, Hmm. 
And then um, I didn't in know 2000, any of Yeah, yeah. And then in 2008, there was a settlement. The school board ended up settling. It gave for, it was, it was I, I think it was like 35 or 37,000, something like that. It was mm-hmm. a small settlement. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was, it was about, you know, pretty much a, 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 it was a racial issue. Let's just yeah. say that. Um, and then over time, she evolves and she's basically, it's now saying, um, you know, there isn't any real racism in America. And, you know, there isn't no, there isn't a such thing as a systemic racism in America. Mm-hmm. Um, you yeah. know, okay. and right there. I mean, come on. Like, what, what are you saying? Right. You, know, as a, you know, as a black woman, she, she knows better. Yeah. Um, now, do I believe my story or many other uh, people of color story would be, um, you know, would it be possible in other countries? Um, maybe possibly, but is it much easier here in the United States? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, I tell people all the time, you know, if you want opportunity, you know, if you want to be able to make yourself into something from nothing, mm-hmm. then yes, America is the place to be, yeah. hands down. Right. But to say that there isn't systemic racism yes, in America. Yes, I mean, that's ridiculous, yeah. Yeah, that's just, you know, it's ridiculous. Um, you know, that's like a woman saying, oh, you know, sexism no longer exists. Right. It's, yeah. it's, come on, that's just, it's just ridiculous. Yeah. But that's Candace Owens yeah. for you. Um, so, you know, I'm, I, you know, when I see, sometimes I see tweets from her and I'm just compelled to, you know, reply or do a quote tweet or something because it's just so like off the reservation uh so a very good example of that was the other day you know she was talking about russia and she was talking about you know biden and you know how um what did she say something about the um the insurrectionists uh being political dissidents or (sighs) something like that and putin was telling the truth and all this other crap she was saying and you know, and I'm and I'm reading this stuff, and I'm like, you're you're pretty much cheerleading Putin yeah. over the United, you know. And I'm like, are you? I, you know, it's like, what's wrong with you? Yeah. You know, we can we can disagree on policies, mm-hmm. we can disagree on on a lot of things, but don't root for yeah the, the, the you know the guy that that's a sworn and that's what I said. You know, you're rooting for a sworn enemy of the United States. Yes. Putin is a sworn enemy of the United States. Period. Hands down. And, you know, I'm like, at this point, I'm thinking to myself, how far, I mean, how divided we are as a country mm-hmm. that you have folks on the right, like Candace Owens, Owens rooting for someone who would love to see the destruction of the United States. Yeah. So, you know, and I pretty much said in that tweet, you know, move to Russia. Let's see. And let's yeah. see how well that ends for, for you if you think it's so great. Yeah. You know, if you think Putin is so great, you know, because the freedoms that we enjoy um, you're just not going to get back there. So. Well, I lived in Soviet Russia in 1980-81. I mean, that was when it was communist. Wow. And, you know, there were no black people there. So, um, <laughs> you know, they're also a very white supremacist country. And, it, you know, she yes. had said something about Hitler, too. And I don't remember what it was, but it was yeah. kind of a defense of Hitler. And then everybody came down on her and she kind of tried to backtrack. But it didn't work. But, you know, she kind of freaks me out because she's very smart. In a way, she reminds me of Kellyanne Conway because she's fantastic at the spin. When she is being interviewed and anybody's calling her out for her BS, she's really, really good at, I don't know, like in the moment, just, again, spin. It's all this spin, and she's really good at gaslighting and deflecting and saying, you know, everything, the, the right always accuses the left of what they're doing. And so she does that very well. And, you know, I mean, I remember, I think it was around July of 2018. That's when I first became aware of her. And it was that walkaway movement with, I think his name is Brandon Strzok. I, I think, his, I don't know if, do you know who he is? His name sounds familiar, but yeah. It was the, the walkaway. Yeah, I think that think yeah. I mean, I mean, know about the walkaway campaign. The name is ringing a bell, but mm, yeah. But, but I'm sorry. Continue. Well, I mean, basically, yeah. I think he was also a liberal, and then or a Democrat. Mm-hmm. He was a Democrat, and he, I guess, was found by the right people and offered a certain amount of money to tell everybody that you know, oh well, he's going to leave the Democratic Party. And the whole gist is that black people were leaving the Democratic Party and going to Republican Party in droves. And obviously, the they. 
did it. I, it was it like launched in July. And clearly, I think they were trying to put out this message so, so that it would stick for the 2018 midterms. And clearly, right. that did not work. Um, right. And yeah, and I saw it coming up again a little bit in 2020. <laughs> and it didn't work in 2020 either. <laughs> so, <laughs> Right. I, I tweeted about the, the whole Blexit uh, thing with Candace. And I also tweeted about you know, the right trying to do whatever they can to get black folks, not so much to vote for them. Just not to vote for Democrats. Right, right. Not vote for Democrats, not come out. And Candace Owens was very active with the whole Blexit thing Mm -hmm. um, to try to get black folks not to um, vote. And she's very active and still today and trying to say that if you are a Democrat, you're on the plantation. They have you on yeah. the plantation. And, you know, she says all these things that are just, like I said, just bizarre and just not rooted in, in, in reality. Yeah. Because, you know, she, she says all the time that it's really the Democrats that are racist. You know, the yeah. Democrats are the, really the racist one. And I'm like, um, wasn't it the Democrats who had the first black president? <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, the, I mean... <laughs> It's just, you know, isn't it the Democrats <laughs> who have the majority of, you know, black lawmakers? Yeah. You know, you can't say that the Democrats are racist and then I think there's there's what, um, two or three? I, I don't even know if it's two or three um, black congressional uh, Republicans. Yeah. Um, I know there's, you know, the one black senator um, um, and then that's it for them. Yeah. Um, so, you know, the things that she's saying is just not, it's, it just doesn't make sense. But this is what she spews out on a daily basis. And um, yeah, I remember the Hitler comments and, you know, I joked the other day and I said that, um, um, Candace Owens is what is what happens when a grand wizard is reincarnated and is forced to live his life as a black woman. Oh my God! Did you and, tag her on that? Um, I, don't, I don't. I'm not sure, but I'm. I'm I know for a fact that others did. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, because you know, like I said, you know. We can. Wow. We don't have to agree. And I have. And, and listen, I, I am very upfront with my followers. I have conservative black friends mm-hmm. and you know black um, people who I you know I consider associates or whatever mm-hmm. who do you know vote regularly um, for Republicans. Um, and you know we can discuss things, and there's not like this crazy. Yeah. You know, trying to say, hey, look, man, you know, <laughs> Biden really won type of thing. Like, they're, they are rooted in reality. Yeah. It's just we don't agree on policies and right. stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, I, I'm saying to say this where I don't feel like, like, oh, my God, like, w- what is wrong with you? Whereas with Candace, <laughs> right. I would just like to sit down with her and just try to figure out what happened you know, is the money really this good? I mean, that's what I'm thinking. The- I'm thinking that it's all about the money. It's got to be. I don't know. What I don't understand, though, is because I had the opportunity to live in a Soviet country, and I've said this before on my show, I mean, I know that if we lose democracy, we're not going to go into a Soviet country, but we'll definitely look something like modern Russia, like an oligarchy and, a, you know, autocratic kind of a thing. Where does she think, I mean, is she going to have, does she she think in some kind of white supremacist autocracy she's going to be happy or living a good life? I mean, do they, like, you know, do they think that far ahead, these people who are paid bad actors? Because I understand the lore of getting paid in the short term. But, you know, if democracy, I mean, does she, is it that she really doesn't believe we're going to lose democracy and she's just, you know, cashing in now? I mean, I can't right. imagine that these, th- the things that she says, because she is very smart, um, I can't believe that she really believes that. I think it is a grift, but it makes me, you know, I mean, I'm, 
last week was so freaking hard for me because I was terrified. I mean, everything that's, we're going to get to Joe Manchin in a minute, but the Joe Manchin thing and the voting rights and all of that, like, I'm so afraid that we're going to lose democracy. And of course, I was afraid we we're going to lose democracy during the Trump years. And thankfully, thankfully, you know, we did the right thing in 2020, but we still have, it's not over. And I was grateful for the Supreme Court ruling on the ACA. I was grateful for Joe Manchin, you know, saying, okay, I'm willing to, you know, look at this, uh, this filibuster thing and the Voting Rights Act, and I've got some ideas about it that we might reach a compromise. And it was like, please, 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 you know, it's like, please, can we do this? And it, I have never, never appreciated democracy so much since Donald Trump got in. And so I look right. at somebody like Candace, who I, is clearly an intelligent woman, and she's able to realize i mean does she it's like the question is does she not realize that democracy truly is at stake does she just think this is a big game i don't even i can't even imagine i can't begin to speculate all i can say is um in my opinion she doesn't care yeah um, that's got to be it uh, uh, she doesn't care it's it's just about i'm going to get mine and i and i just don't care i mean look i i i i I am very opinionated, uh, especially when it comes to <laughs> this in terms of politics and grifting. Mm -hmm. and, and just really quickly about her, and I guess we can then move on yeah. to Mansion or our, our friend Ryan Knight. Yes. Um, <laughs> but because uh, he's another one. Yes, um, he is. <laughs> so, you know, I believe, uh, okay, so in, uh, I want to say this was 2019, uh, Candace moved into an apartment and I just recently tweeted about this. Mm -hmm. Yes. Well. I saw this she tweet. Moved, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she moved into this apartment. Uh, it was, it was over $3,000 a month. Mm -hmm. And she alleged that the, the mold in the apartment was making her so sick that, um, you know, I mean, she had like a list of ailments mm -hmm. and, you know, earwax <laughs> and <laughs> scars that required laser removal and uh, systemic yeast infections Ooh. and, all, yeah, all this <laughs> stuff. And, you know, I look, I'm not a, I'm not a woman. I don't have, obviously, women parts. I didn't know, like, <laughs> mold can give give a woman you know, systemic <laughs> infections. I've heard about medicines, like certain medicines, yes. obviously. Right. But I never heard that. You know. So I'm thinking to myself, if I'm living in an apartment and I'm getting, you know, these elements and systemic yeast infections, I'm going to move. I'm going to just get my stuff. I'll, I'll sue later on. And I'm just going to move because yeah. at this point, but yeah, so she files this lawsuit against them. She didn't, she didn't, she didn't pay something like six or six or seven months or whatever uh, worth of rent. And mm -hmm. she, she files this lawsuit and, you know, she, she puts this in the lawsuit. Um, long story short, she obviously lost because the judge is just like, no way. <laughs> um, but that's who she is. Yeah. Uh, you know, the point of that story is that, She's a grifter yeah. and she will do whatever she has to do, including making up, you know, these crazy elements yeah. from quote unquote mold um, just to get out of pain. Right. So I don't put <laughs> right. it past her right to <laughs> say, OK, you know what? I'm going to say that the election was stolen. And, yeah. You know, right. Trump is yeah. Still the, the president and all this stuff. If someone and and hey, I've tweeted actual receipts of her as well. Like she has her organization, Candace. Owens LLC, I think it is, mm -hmm. has received money from uh, like different packs or different whatever. I've literally tweeted this out. Um, so she is, there is a paper trail of her receiving money now. Why she's receiving that money, mm -hmm. you know, you can you can guess why. Can and it, guess, it's the same yeah. thing with Ryan Knight as well. I've actually tweeted FEC receipts oh, with yeah. him as well. And he's been paid mm -hmm. to tweet. But we, let's let's go on to something else. Yes, actually, yeah. Um, yeah. well, first we need to take a quick break, but then we will be right back after this message. There's so much going on in the world that can make it difficult to relax and decompress. You've experienced the Sunday scaries, that feeling of dread in the pit of your stomach that comes on Sunday afternoons. Now here's a totally different Sunday scaries, vitamin-boosted CBD gummies. And you don't even have to wait until Sunday night rolls around. Self-care is so important, and Sunday scaries is here to help. Sunday scaries believes that everyone deserves a hand on a difficult day. 
So if you're looking for a way to decompress, Sunday Scaries has you covered with their CBD products. Visit sundayscaries.com and use the promo code SEXYLIBERAL, all one word, at the checkout and get 25% off your order. That's 25% off at sundayscaries.com with promo code SEXYLIBERAL. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. These products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. These products are not for use by sale or to persons under the age of 18. Okay, we're back. Uh, so let's do get into Ryan Knight. And I told you before the show, he's been on this show. We had agreed on Elizabeth Warren and we had this love fest about Elizabeth Warren on my podcast. And then, uh, you know, Bernie won the first two primaries and that was it. He was done with Elizabeth Warren, which look, it's like you were saying there is, there are political evolutions. There are people who change their mind. His, it was weird because he became one of these like, anti-democratic Bernie bros and was like using Ronald Reagan language saying I didn't leave the party the party left me and just bashing Democrats now I look at and I, I you put a lot out on him and I want to get to that but I'm just you know prefacing this with he you know his he likes to say that it was some big evolution and it's like no it was literally overnight and I would not be surprised oh I just have to say I have to say Please, if you're listening, do not, whether it's Candace Owens or Ryan Knight, please do not tag them in the post to the show because I will block you. I do not want their army of assholes, go, you know, reporting or do whatever. Please do not snitch tag, just meaning tagging them on Twitter so that they'll see this. Please don't. Anyway, so, yeah, uh, Ryan Knight, he, he made this, like, overnight, overnight, and then it was, again, bashing the Democrats – I do not believe because I don't know if you're familiar with David Weissman. Yes. So yeah, he was a yes. MAGA, and he it took him a year to kind. I mean, he he was starting to see the truth. He had this conversation with Sarah Silverman, and it it kind of like light bulb went off in his head, and it was the slow process of of becoming. He actually became a Warren Democrat, but you know he understands it was a slow process. And it, he, he needed time to kind of go and do his own research, whereas Ryan, boom, overnight. And it's like, I curious, I'm so curious, like, he, I know he was paid and I know you've shown receipts from like, when he was tweeting for, tweeting for the Democrats. And I would just like to say that I don't really necessarily have a problem if, say, a Democratic group sees an, uh, an influencer and says, hey, will you tweet out these, you know, positive things for the Democrats and we'll give you a certain amount of money. I, I feel that that's perfectly fine if, if somebody wants to do that. But I think that especially when you're tweeting about when you're claiming to be a progressive and then you're tw you're tweeting negative things about the Democratic Party that were so completely different. You know, he was telling he was warning everybody about Russia until he became a Bernie bro. And then he was he was mocking the Democrats for caring about Russia. And he, he seems to be a bad actor. And so I feel like maybe somebody, whoever it was, I think that he's got to be reimbursed for his tweets. And I feel like his tweets are from a group that are claiming to be progressive, but they're really not progressive. Uh, I, I mean, you kind of skipped over the fact that he was a Hillary supporter, right. uh, a resistor. Then he went with, um, like you said, Warren, Bernie. Then he became a socialist Marxist, I don't even know. Yeah, what with the, a sickle, now. the sickle and the cross yeah, is it next to yeah. his name. So yeah, so okay, so like Candace Owens, and I, I've said this so many times, um, Ryan Knight is this is just a straight up fraud mm -hmm. uh, to the point where you know I, I just look at him and I say to myself, "Geez, guy, like there's so many ways that you, other ways that you can make money without know. you know you know making yourself just look like a complete jackass." Yeah, um, yeah, because here's the thing with him: his evolution pretty much just took four years, um, mm -hmm. where he was supporting Hillary, and then when you know the resistance. It was at his height, you know, I'm a resistor, you know, proud resistor. Mm -hmm. And I'm for Hillary. He had a website that was selling resistance stuff. And then from there, um, you know, he was getting paid by a, a PAC to tweet about progressive issues. And he's, you know, supporting Warren or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then when that money dried up, he's mm -hmm. a Bernie supporter. Mm -hmm. And when that money dried up, <laughs> yeah. now all of a sudden he's a, you know, he's a socialist. Mm -hmm. His brother, um, uh, Rory, um, 
is a staunch Trump supporter. He wow. is MAGA through and through. Yeah. And he's the flip side of, of Ryan, where hmm. you know, he had MAGA gear, and he was one of the first people to really amplify that Blacks to Trump stuff. Hmm. Uh, I mean, there's pictures wow. with him with, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've tweeted about the, the <laughs> receipts with this. Uh, you know, he's literally uh, organizing with them, and he's, you know, you see the, the, the photos with him with the Blacks to Trump and uh, Sheriff Ohio. He, that was his, oh, um, wow. Uh, yes, 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 yes. That's that, that's actually his mentor. He, oh, my he God. It, oh yes, my God. Sheriff Ohio is no his way. mentor. Wow. Um, you see pictures with him with um, Donald Trump Jr. Mm-hmm. So he wow. is, he's MAGA, you know, through and through. Yeah. And then you have his, his brother, Ryan, on, on the flip side of that. So I've always said, look, I've always felt that this is their grift. Like, hey, yeah. you know, you take the left, I'll take right. the right. Yeah. And we'll, we'll make this, this, this money. Um, and then there was there was something that Ryan did. He ended up deleting the tweet, but I still have it, where <laughs> he made it seem as if his his brother Rory was, um, you know, he he didn't like the fact that he was a gay man. And in this this quote unquote email that Ryan claims or message that Ryan claims he sent to him. You know, he's saying all this homophobic stuff. And I'm like, oh, my God, like, what kind of brother would do that? Yeah. He deleted this over time. He, he, at some point, he deleted this, but I still have it. And I believe, <laughs> I don't have any proof of this, since this is a speculation, he did that to make it seem like there's division between yes. him and his brother. Yeah. So no one would be the wiser. Right. Like, hey, yeah, your brother's MAGA, but you over here, uh, you know, saying that you're a liberal or you're a progressive or whatever. Yeah. Um, and the reason why I believe that, because during the same time where he's basically claiming his brother is saying all of this, there are pictures of them together, spending time at Christmas. Wow. Where we Right, where this is. So if I had a brother who sent this stuff to me, obviously this is my brother. You know, things are said you know, within family. And, you know, over time you kind of forgive, forget, whatever. Yeah. Uh, but we're not talking days or weeks after. You yeah. know, this is the you know, when you're saying hateful stuff like this, it's going to take a bit of time. Right. Yeah. And you know, there are pictures with them just chumming it up. Huh. So I felt once he deleted that, mm-hmm. that that was just, you know, that was just play acting yeah. to make people think. Yeah. So how do you get that in? I mean, okay, it might be private. So if you can't tell me, that's fine. Um, But I mean, I've noticed that you put up some of these receipts. So I I guess, though, that that's all public knowledge that he's getting paid um, or Uh, he was getting paid. So here's the thing. It's it's public knowledge. And I like to use a lot of stuff that's public knowledge so people can gain access to it. Yeah. However, um, I would say approximately approximately five people who know Ryan Knight, who, you know, been friends with him for years, contacted me. Oh, um, wow. yeah, five, literally five different individuals. I'm not making this up. Wow. Um, and I have never, not one time, ever heard anyone say he's a really nice guy. Every person <laughs> that have, that knows him, um, I have stuff on Ryan, and, and I've tweeted this before too. Um, and once again, no BSing here. Yeah. Um, it would be considered doxing, so I have not tweeted yeah. this stuff out. Yeah. Um, receipts on him that's just like, wow. Um, where people are just like, he's a fraud. He's a complete mm-hmm. and total and absolute fraud. So, for example, so I tweeted about him being homeless. And someone who knew him during the time was like, he was never homeless. Mm-hmm. Yes, he did have a substance abuse problem. Mm-hmm. But his homelessness was him basically living with his, you know, his parents in, yeah. in, in one of their uh, homes because his, his father, whatever, owned all this different property. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he comes from a very well-off family. Um, so, he, you know, he tried to make it seem like, oh, you know, I was struggling. It's like, no, that's not homeless. Yeah, no. you... Yeah, that's not the definition of homeless. <laughs> no, so, no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, right. But that's what he tried to portray. Yes. Yeah. And I had someone reach out to me and was like, listen, this guy's a complete fraud. And that's how I found out about um, him hanging out with uh, Lance Bass. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, and all that other stuff. So literally, people who have known him for years, people who've hung out with him, 
all of them, every single person have said he's a terrible individual. Wow. Um, you know, what you see online is just the tip of the iceberg mm -hmm. when it comes to this guy. Um, hmm. So, you know, I find that when, 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 you know, you can always find people that come to your defense, mm -hmm. um, but the people who know you, mm -hmm. you know, your friends, your family, those are the people who know you best. Yeah. Um, so when you have those people coming out and pretty much saying, he's a terrible guy. So, yeah. So, so the, the public stuff is usually like either stuff I find on my, on my own or someone points mm -hmm. me in that direction. Mm -hmm. Like, Hey, he used to work for this super PAC. This is gotcha. the name of the super PAC. Go look it up. Right. Or, you know, Hey, you remember that? Um, because he, he did this whole GoFundMe for his dog. Yes. Yeah. That was, that was, that was BS. And yeah. you know, here's, here's some, you know, so that's how that usually comes about. Um, just wow, you know, I gotta say, tips. I mean, I was—I don't know how I found you, but I mean, I remember seeing you posting those things, and um, I kind of hang on every tweet because I did feel, you know, I mean, I—I I think one of the things that happened was this was back when he—I don't even know who he was supporting. Maybe it was Warren at this time. I don't remember what it was, but somebody punched a Nazi, and. I was of the, you know, I mean, I, I certainly hate Nazis and everything, but I don't think we should feel comfortable in this country walking up and punching people. And, right. and so he was encouraging punching. And so I disagreed with him and he blocked me. And I, I, eventually he unblocked me. And then I can't remember what it was, but it was something else. And he blocked me again. And it was like, oh my God, with the fucking childish immaturity. And, uh, you know, and then of course, he, eventually he unblocked me. And we tried to nice each other up with the, you know, with the idea that we were both Warren supporters. But what I find interesting is when he was on my show, um, because he was on mine and I was on his. And I've noticed this when he's gone on other shows. He, he says, oh, I took notes. And, he, and then he refers to his notes. And at first, I just took him at face value because I wasn't thinking in terms of him being a grifter. But in terms of that, I feel like, Okay, I think his notes are the notes that are coming from whoever he's working for. Right. And, you know, and then he has them ready and, 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 and he tries to sell himself that he's all prepared. But he's just, you know, it, it's unfortunate. And what I want to ask you about these two people, about Ryan Knight and with Candace Owens, um, how dangerous do you think they are? Because, I mean, my opinion, I think they're pretty dangerous, but I think Fairy. that, yeah, that's what I think. <laughs> Very dangerous. Because they're yes. just as bad. It's that horseshoe theory, the far right, the far left, whatever, they meet up and they're basically the same. And, it, you know, I, I have the same question about him that I have about Candace. It's like, okay, so you're doing everything you can to make sure democracy is lost and gone. Then what happens to you? And it's like you said, they're just, they're not thinking about it. They're just being selfish in the moment. They're not even thinking that far. I guess that's what it is. Extremely dangerous. Yeah. I cannot stress enough how dangerous they are. Um, because here, here's the thing, you know, Candace has over what is it, two point four, two point seven million wow, yeah. followers. That's a lot. He has close to four hundred thousand yeah. followers. Now think about these elections that we've had, um, local elections. Mm -hmm. um, where it's literally come down to just to a few hundred votes. Mm -hmm. um, and now you have Republicans who are doing everything they can to make it harder for people of color uh, and, and just Democrats in general to, to vote. So when you have someone who has that many followers, they could literally make the difference between someone winning yeah. a congressional seat like yeah. a Democrat or them losing. Um, and that then obviously can affect who controls mm -hmm. the Congress, uh, mm -hmm. the House of Representatives, and who controls the Senate. Um, so that's why when he's constantly, for example, uh, Ryan Knight is telling people, oh, you know, you got to join the third party. Uh, you know, the Democrats are just no better than the Republicans, mm -hmm. and, you know, we need a third party. That's him trying to split Democrats up. Mm -hmm. um, yes. And we see this all the time in terms of with bot symbol and disinformation and, you know, trying to sow discord. And I do believe that's what Ryan Knight is doing. Yeah. Same thing with Candace Owens. It's the same strategy. Mm -hmm. Oh, black folks, mm -hmm. you know, you get off the Democrat plantation. Mm -hmm. It is just to weaken the Democrats. Yeah. Um, you know, 
I know we're about to get into Mansion. Look, the Democrats are not perfect, and I'll be the first one to say that. Yeah. No political party is, yeah. is perfect. Right. Uh, but when you have one party that's just pretty much throwing their hands up and they're going for autocracy and they're trying their best now to, you know, control government mm-hmm. indefinitely, um, how can you sit there and say that the Democrats is the same thing as the Republicans? Yeah, no, that's just bullshit. Uh, yeah, it's insane. It's, it's just, insane. it's ridiculous. And I mean, un- unfortunately, so many people fall for it because they get stuck on those purity tests and everything. And it's like, you know, as much as I was a Warren, as I am a Warren Democrat, I mean, I, I'm a Democrat. So it's like, well, I'm going to support the party. And like you said, there are all kinds of, there, there are Democrats that piss me off. There are Democrats that make stupid choices, but it's like, you don't just leave the party because there are a few assholes or, you know, and even, even if the party moves in a direction for a while that I'm not loving, it's, you know, I mean, you take a look at the two parties and, the, and they're both the only viable parties because the Green Party and there is no viable third party. These are the two parties we got. So you have to go with um, the best. I don't look at it as the lesser of two evils because I don't think the Democratic Party is evil. I think they have flaws, but it's like you said, it's imperfect. They're imperfect. Um, right. But it's out of those two. I mean, we've got a fascist white supremacist cult versus a party. And, right. you know, so to, at this time, to, to say those things that, that Ryan says, I mean, obviously Candace has a different kind of a power. But, yeah, the kind of things that I think it's extremely dangerous, too. And I also don't think he believes a word of it. I think he's just, you know, it's like sometimes I see people going, how can he believe that? He doesn't believe it. He he's paid. He doesn't believe that. Yeah. He doesn't believe that. Um, and I guess that's, I mean, I guess that's a good transition to to mansion. Um, yeah, <laughs> mansion because it kind of ties it, it it ties in. Yeah. Because you you have folks like Ryan Knight who say, "Oh, see the Democrats, they control the White House, they control the House, and they control the Senate, and they still can't get anything done." Mm-hmm. And I sit there and I say to myself, "You're so full of shit. Mm-hmm. You're you're so full of shit because the Democrats in the House are pushing yes. bills through yeah. at a rapid pace. Mm-hmm. All the things that pretty much we all want, mm-hmm. Democrats are pushing that through. Yeah. But then we get to the Senate where it's 50 50 mm-hmm. with Kamala being the, the, um, the tiebreaker. Yeah. So you can't say that Democrats, yes, 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 to technically the Democrats do control the, right. the House, the Senate, and the White House. Yeah. But the Senate and the way everything is set up, it's law jam. We all know this. So you got people like Manchin, who I despise with every fiber. <laughs> yes, of my me too. Being. I, I despise him. <laughs> yeah. And I've been warning people about Manchin for years. And I've gotten flack for it. Yeah. Where people say, you know, you can't be so hard on him because who else can, you know, win that seat? And mm-hmm. I get that. I right, understand yeah. that. But he is doing things that is really harming the country yeah. now. Um, at some point, you have to say, I don't give a shit about donations. I don't give a shit about my seat. I have to do what's right for the country. Mm-hmm. I have to yes. do what's right for democracy. Yeah. Um, and I just feel like him in, in, in cinema, mm-hmm. they are not rising to the occasion. No. And, uh, and they don't realize, like, hey, okay, I, if I support this, I may lose my seat. Mm-hmm. But I will go down in history yes. as one of those people who actually made a difference because mm-hmm. this, I mean, and my, and this is just my opinion. I feel like these type of opportunities probably maybe come once in a lifetime, mm-hmm. may not even come in a lifetime, maybe right. a generation, yeah. where you can, where you can really, in his case, in Cinema's case, they could really affect the next maybe two generations yeah. of, of 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 just in terms of healthcare, in terms of voting rights, so many different things they could do just by removing that, that filibuster. Mm-hmm. And they're not rising to the occasion. No. It, it's just, it's. I, I sit there and I say to myself, like, you can go down in, in history and be known for something great, and you're just like... Choosing the op, yeah. And, yeah, and then, choosing and then, the opposite. Yeah, and then 
the people who aren't fully understanding government point at all the Democrats and blame them right. for the actions of a few. When, like you were saying, the House Democrats are really busy and they're doing things that the American people want. And you right. get to the Senate and there might be a few more Democrats that might not want, may, you know, they may not agree to some of the things in the bill. Um, but it's these two. It's these two people who are really mucking it up. And I mean, I can't, I can't even tell you how much I can't stand Kristen Cinema. And she, I don't know if you saw that picture. Ugh, she was taking a drink and she thought she was so cutesy with her ring that said fuck off. And it was basically fuck yeah. off to the Democrats. And um, so, yeah, that's upsetting. I mean, I in, you know, it looks like jo- Joe Manchin might be turning around and he might be willing to go on some compromises. And I hope that it happens. Um, I don't know. I guess we'll see. And I mean, I, I feel the same way you do. I don't like Joe Manchin, but I always did understand. OK, yes, he is a Democrat in red, 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 West Virginia. So right. it, it, it is better to have a Democrat voting with the with the Democrat. I'm sorry. Yeah. Somebody voting with the Democrats, even 40 percent of the time compared to zero percent of the time. Right. And, you know, if we were in a purple state, be a different argument. We're in a deep red state. But this just brings me to my last question, which I ask everybody who's on the show. Um, I know it's early, but what are your feelings right now about the 2022 elections and the direction of this country? Especially you're a black man. And I mean, I, as a white woman, I'm terrified of the white supremacy rise all over the globe. Um, It's really scaring the shit out of me. And I feel like I can't imagine what it must be like for people of color. So I'm just curious to know what you're thinking. Well, Really quickly, um, just to touch upon the the mantra thing, and then to segue into this because they're 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 tied. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you had these MAGA white supremacist uh, insurrectionists, whatever you want to call them, uh, invading the uh, Capitol building and would have pretty much killed everyone in there mm-hmm. that wasn't for for Trump, makes you say to yourself, okay, you see what's happening here. You see what's happening with with voting rights. You see all this stuff that's going on and how close you came, meaning Joe Manchin and, and Cinema, yeah. to dying. Yes. You know, to, to dying because they would have killed them. Yeah. Um, and that's what they were there to do. Um, so, as I... Uh, Obama, in, 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 I forget what year it was, but it was during the Obama administration, they warned about this. They warned about the rise of white supremacy. And I remember uh, folks on the right mocked the Obama administration. And mm-hmm. It's like, no, and how domestic terrorism was going to be on the rise. Uh, it does not shock me in the least because yeah. I, you know, I saw with Trump, what he basically did was rip the Band-Aid off and mm-hmm. made people feel comfortable yeah. with being publicly racist. Mm-hmm. Where before, you know, racism was always there. Mm-hmm. We know that. But it was it was more, you know, behind the scenes mm-hmm. and the shadows, if you if you know. But now you have people who are just, hey, yeah. I'm gonna say what I want. They know that they're being recorded mm-hmm. and they're gonna say what mm-hmm. they want. You have people running on a platform. Of, of, of racism and, and all that stuff and white supremacy. Um, but I am, I am um, optimistic. I am. Um, That's good to know. <laughs> and, and, I'm up, and I'll tell you why uh, in, in the last moments that we have. Yeah. Um, so, I, and I said this earlier, I, I do believe America is unique in, in, in many ways. Mm-hmm. I do. And because of our diversity, um, I do think at times like yeah you know we kind of go backwards a bit before we go forward mm-hmm. but we were able to pull off i think something amazing with all of the you know the disinformation and the voter suppression and everything that the republicans drew at uh, t- uh 2020 uh they still lost and and yeah. they lost pretty handily yeah. too considering what they tried to do so i do believe um that we obviously got to keep fighting. I do believe that democracy is on the line. I do believe that. Um, but I do also believe that we can overcome it. Um, I, I, I think Democrats need to fight harder. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not just talking about in Congress and stuff like that. I'm talking about online. Yes, I agree um, with you. I'm, yeah, I, I think they, they, and I've said this for quite some time now, um, they have to continue, like they always wait 
until a, a cycle starts mm-hmm. to you know get their messaging out and we're we're past that point. Yes. You know, every you know, every year is a cycle now. Like right. you have to constantly get your messaging out. You have to let black folks know, hey, or people of color color in general, hey, yeah. this is what we're trying to do. This is why we can't do it. We need more people. Mm-hmm. We need we, we need you out there. We need to keep registering people to vote. We have to keep pressing on. Um so I think if we do that, now, I also believe, look, with all this voter suppression and all of these things that Republicans are doing, it's going to backfire on them. I don't think they I don't think they realize at some point you can only stop people from, you know, from voting where it starts to affect your people as well. Yeah, um, because True. when you yeah. when you start. Yeah. And that's what happened in 2020 when they were screwing around with the mail. Yes. Because yeah, because you, know, you sit there and you say to yourself, like, do you understand it's not just Democrats who use the mail, it's right. everyone who used the mail yeah. system? So yeah, so I'm I'm optimistic. Um I, I tweeted before and I and I firmly believe that Democrats will hold on to the House, and I do believe they will hold on to the Senate. And I and I do believe this because there are people, like I said before, friends and associates who are conservative, who are not down with the MAGA stuff, mm-hmm. who's not down with, you know insurrections and trying to change the way we we do things in terms of how we vote and and all that other stuff and trying to take over the government they're not down with that yeah. and republicans are losing obviously uh democrats but they're 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 losing independence they're mm-hmm. losing you know conservatives who just don't believe in this stuff yeah. and their base is getting smaller mm-hmm. So I just think if Democrats can just keep getting their messaging out and keep fighting that fight I think we'll be okay well, I sure hope you're right, and it's nice to hear. It is nice to hear positive because I've had some people on the show recently. <laughs> I think you've, not only have they made me freak out, but they've made my uh, listeners freak out. But um, yeah, I think. I mean, I I have hope. I definitely have hope, but I, it goes up and down because the news that we see every day is just. It's like I I always say like with Trump, every day it was an assault, and right. now it's like Monday is an assault, Tuesday's happy. Wednesday's an assault, Thursday's happy. <laughs> it's like, it's kind of like all over the map and we're all up and down. And it's just, I was just really grateful that the SCOTUS decided to keep the ACA alive. And I'm, I, I can't even tell you how grateful I am that that happened. So, you know, I have hope too. And I've got to say, talking to you was an absolute pleasure. I think you are such a fun follow on Twitter. And I'm so Thank grateful you. that you came on the show. And it was just, it was really fun talking to you. Is there anything else you want to add before, before I let you go? Um, I mean, I'm, I guess I'm supposed to plug the website. Um, <laughs> yeah, tell everybody know, where they can find you. <laughs> you can, you can, yeah, it's uh, www.botsentinel.com. Um, I, I can't believe I did the www.botsentinel.com. <laughs> oh my goodness. And, um, and they can find me on Twitter, uh, uh C B O U Z and Zebra Y, and that, that's it. But well, one last thing before we go, yeah. um, you know, I, I I pride myself on my predictions. I've been I've been pretty good with my predictions mm-hmm. over the last several years, and you know we can't get into it now because we're at the end. But because of different factors, I don't think things are going to be as bad as people you know other people and other pundits are predicting. Mm-hmm. Um, I I don't think so. I do think we're going to still have some up and ups and downs, yeah. obviously, but I do believe we're going to be pleasantly surprised. Uh, next year let's just okay well I'm gonna hold you to that (laughs) (laughs) and I'll probably have you back on and we can discuss it and of course you can find me on Twitter at author Kimberly K-I-M-B-E-R-L-E-Y don't forget that extra E and all my books are on Amazon so follow me give me reviews all that stuff thank you so much Christopher it was great talking to you thank you take care bye bye